from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. The amount of stretching that is taking place to try and act what Clemson has done this season isn't worthy of college football playoff discussion is impressive. We'll get to that in about 15 minutes. But I've lo- I love seeing the transition in New York. It's football town now, Joe. Well, you, what are you guys talking about? Mets, Yankees? No. Mets and Yankees? Nobody said that. that. Absolutely not. Come on. It's, no, that they, didn't happen. Who are they? <laughs> What's the uh, Mariah Carey chief? I don't know her. Mm. That's basically how New Yorkers are talking about the, uh, the Mets and the Yankees. So the Yankees, they didn't just go out. They went. They went out. I mean, what was it? One hit? One hit? Listen. That Yankees team, one hit? Listen. No, they had more than one hit yesterday. Well, yesterday, the other night. The Astros are a better team than the Yankees. Mm -hmm. They just are. And I've made this comparison before, and I think it still holds true. Just like the Carolina Hurricanes, the New York Yankees are built for the regular season. Mm -hmm. They're built for the long haul. They're, They're built to be one of the best teams in the league. But you get into a series a best of seven in the, in the case of hockey or five or even three in baseball now. And you got to have you, your hammers have to be your hammers. It's just, that's just how the world works. Yes. Like I, I hate to be so obvious, but it is how the world works. Aaron judge had an unbelievable regular season. He was, he just wasn't good enough in the postseason, And it's not like he's hiding from that. Mm-mm. You know, uh, I thought Giancarlo Stanton played better, hit better in the postseason. Still wasn't great. Harrison Bader was. You know Harrison Bader's well on his way to becoming a true Yankee, just in case you didn't just in case you needed to forget. All you gotta do is play well in one postseason. And then suddenly. in New York, and you are a true Yankee suddenly. Yes. So no, no, the, the Astros are a great team. That's just that's just the truth. And I'm gonna be honest with you about something. I'm kinda sorta rooting for Dusty Baker. I'm whoa, kinda whoa, sorta. Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm kinda sorta rooting for Dusty Baker. Wait a minute. You he was the he was the manager of those. Giants teams who, yeah. who came close, didn't win it. Yeah. He was a player with the Dodgers. I, I remember him with the Dodgers for a long time. They okay. were on some really good teams, didn't didn't win the World Series. He's been in the game of baseball a long, long time. The, the Texas teams that he mm-hmm. came really close to, like, he's been in the game a long, the Cubs. But nobody can actually pull for the Astros. No, 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 I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not doing that. No, you're going to individualize it. Yeah. And you'll be happy for Dusty Baker. I'm not Baker. doing that because Dusty Baker wasn't involved he wasn't, in that part he, of it. He was brought in to clean and he, all and, that And up. you know what? We can say whatever we want. Or maybe the, the Astros are that self-sufficient. They are built that well. Mm-hmm. That, But he's come in in a difficult situation. Oh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. And he's done a really, really, really exemplary job. And that is the kind of person that I think even a Yankee or a Red Sox or even if you're a Braves fan, I think, Rand at this point would say, okay, mm-hmm. let, 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 I, you could be happy for him. How about that? Instead of rooting for him, you could be happy for him. See, I'm going in the opposite direction. I want the Phillies to win. Okay. I want the Phillies to win. Well, not because of whatever residual carryover of the Astros sign-stealing scandal mm-hmm. from a few years ago where they were never truly punished for what happened. Right. The Phillies are good, and the Eagles are good. I want to know what happens when these things occur in the same ha- in the same season. If the town will melt, I'm, I'm legitimately I, I am legitimately curious to see what will happen. If this is a town that when they won the Super Bowl a few years ago, 
there was a man who picked up a horse turd and ate it on camera. Right. Yeah. Okay. Vaguely remember. This that is now. a town. Yes. This is a town. This is a town where they have to grease the light poles so that you I cannot climb them. I don't get that. Yeah, they still climb them though. They still climb the light poles. Though. They still found ways to do it. So what are they gonna do if they win the World Series and the Eagles get to the Super Bowl with Jalen Hurts? Yes, you know Dennis. Gonna, you know what it's gonna look like. You know the uh, Elmo fiery uh, GIF. It could be like that. That's yes. what it's gonna look like. <laughs> it could be like that. It could be like that. I mean, I, it could look like a dragon eating a, a smaller dragon on uh, on House of the Dragon. Spoiler alert. Still recovering from last night's episode, by the way. But yeah, so I'm rooting for Philly just because, and I like. I'm also. I I will admit that I have a soft spot for Bryce Harper. Always have. Well, yeah. He's a disruptor. He's a dis- Yeah, he's a disruptor. He's he's the type of baseball player that I believe Major League Baseball needs more of in the grand scheme of things. Uh, an actual personality, somebody that draws you att- draws attention to what they're doing, rather than this faux humbleness that usually is associated oh, and, with baseball. and the home run to clinch the. Oh, yeah, I mean, that, come on, that's, come on, come on! It's pretty remarkable. But, spe- but speaking of home runs, this is going to be the question. I, I joked about New York being a football town. Now it's not really going to be a football town. Um, because people are going to be obsessed with what ha- what happens with Aaron Judge in the offseason. A quick reset as to what happened with Aaron Judge. The Yankees decided, no, you're not worth this contract. Well, they offered him seven years, $213 million not good before enough. the season started. Not good enough. Yeah, not good enough. So they settled on a one-year deal, and Aaron Judge bet on, bet on himself. What did Aaron Judge do this year? Hit sixty-two home runs, led the AL, led the majors in RBIs, yeah. and also nearly won the batting title. So now the Yankees have been put in the worst position possible when it comes to Aaron Judge. The man just hit sixty-two home runs in the regular season. Was the big reason why you were in this position to begin with, and the main oh, reason. Yes, and, and oh by the way, the Mets would love to steal him. I could see the Mets, the Dodgers, the Giants. You know, the Giants would be considered his hometown team. They have plenty of room if they wanted to make a run at him. He's got options. He got- this is not one of those situations where you go, who's really going to sign him? Well, no. There are options There here. are options this time, and he's not going to take some sort of – he likes being with the Yankees, but I don't see yeah. him taking a discount given what we know about the contract history what? here. What did it mean to you, Joe, that he met with the media yesterday and he had like his horse stable hat on I know. and he had like this – he had like this campfire blanket on, and I'm going. He's not wearing any. He's not wearing gear. any. He's not even gear. close to wearing it. Here's gear. what Aaron Judge had to say about his future in the Bronx. Uh, not, not at all. Not yet. Not yet. We got. Uh, I, got I got plenty of time to figure that out. Did you spend any time today thinking about how this could be the last game, home game for you here? No. Take anything in? No, nah, not at all. Not at all. I try to go out there and do my job and you know, help this team win and. Uh, didn't, I really didn't think it was my last game it, was over. Uh, it, it happened so quick, you don't really you know, have time to soak much in. That's Aaron Judge uh, yesterday when he was being asked about his future with the Yankees. One way or the other. Guys he also said he paid. would let his agent handle it, and which I'm is sure, interesting. And I'm sure the agent's telling the Yankees, do you want him to be a Met? You I, don't want him to be a Met. I would assume I don't I know all of baseball's ins and outs, but I would assume they have an exclusive window where they are allowed to renegotiate with their own players. I don't know the details. And if on they that. let him get past that, then you know they've irked him to the point that he would be <laughs> willing to leave. A la Sebastian Ajo. Now, I also know that this is not your father's Yankees. No, George is not running the show anymore. Not running the show anymore. You know how I know that? Were there any firings today? 
No. Why is, Aaron, how, why is Aaron Boone still the manager of the Yankees? Legitimate question. Legitimate. Legitimate question in that, the, the, as you said, they are built for the regular season, and Brian Cashman has outlasted all these individuals, and he constructs good regular season teams. I'm not disagreeing with you on that. But that's not what the Yankees are the be- about, right? The standard is the standard. The Yankees have all their World Series. We know what it's about. So how does Aaron Boone, with yet another postseason flameout, still have a job? They, they may end up firing him yet, but I, I, I can see why they keep him. I can I can understand the move, but I can also see if they want to evaluate and realize what is missing. Mm-hmm. When you have a systematic failure, the Yankees are built to hit home runs, mm-hmm. and you're sitting here watching them go against the Astros. They they either strike out or they hit a home run. And if you're not hitting home runs, then well, you're striking out. Yeah. And it, it, the postseason is just different. You have to learn how to hit for contact in the postseason, and they're not. You can't change who you are in the postseason. It's just that simple. So the reason I chose William Peace was because of their stellar game design program. It's very rare to find a game design program in the United States at all, let alone North Carolina. And this place seemed like the right place for me for where I wanted to go and the connections I could make uh, within the program. Turn your hobby into a career in one of the highest paid professions in the country with William Peace University's Simulation and Game Design Program. Master design, 3D modeling, and programming in a state-of-the-art space with the latest and most remarkable technologies available. Find out more at peace.edu. In about 10 minutes to college football, where Clemson, under Dabo, seems to be pushing the right buttons. They had a scare against Syracuse. Syracuse is a good squad, good defense. They pulled out that win. And yet, despite Clemson beating, what, four ranked teams now in the last six weeks, including a real tough one on the road against Wake Forest, they don't seem to be getting a lot of credit. People like Duncan on Dabo. We'll get to that in a little bit. But, but yesterday, the Carolina Panthers beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And this is essentially two different storylines that you can pull thread zone. The first one, the one that's being discussed mostly nationally, Jillio, is, oh, my goodness. When it's you, over for Tommy. When you watch a Tom Brady press conference, does that not look like a man who has regrets? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's essentially what it is. He's just got I this. Mean, that is fair, though. <laughs> I mean, no, seriously, go back, go back and watch Tom Brady clips of his press conference yesterday, or any press conference now that they've lost what three out of the last four. That that man looks like, wow, I came back for this, and my life is falling apart in the tabloids. Mm. Look, I'm not bringing this up to try to make fun of his of the man's family life. The point is, these are some real real world decisions he made, and they're coming home to roost for him. And now the question is, Tom Brady's not going to retire in the middle of the season, is he? Like, do you think Tom Brady might just go? Pulls a Mike Schmidt. Just goes, "Eh, you know what? I don't know if this was worth it. I'm getting the hell out of here. Maybe I can salvage things back home. Do you think think Tom Brady's capable of that? Um, I mean, he's capable of anything. This is true. Right? This is true. Like, what do we know about Giselle? If she really is a witch. Well, you... You should. You best reconsider your decision not to retire. Not only that, like I, I don't know why the Todd Bowles thing. It just kind of hit me this weekend. Like, oh wait a second, Bruce Arians he's not there anymore. He's no, he's there, but he's not there. There. 
Speaking of Todd Bowles, the head coach. coaches don't win Super Bowls. Like they, they, it just doesn't. Barry Switzer is the only one that you can sit here and go, well, "What did you really do?" I would make the argument that we don't really know much of Todd Bowles other than where was his previous head coaching stint. No, no, no. Todd Bowles has been in the league. He's, he's been a great defensive assistant. Yes. Please don't get me wrong. Yes, for a very, very long time. And, he, and he, his first year with the Jets, he goes ten and six, and ever since then he wins five or four games. To, to At be, some point, yeah. I mean, and this isn't Steve Wilkes got one year. He had five years with the Jets. What I'm, what I'm getting at is sometimes I'll judge it based on the team you're with rather than your actual Franchise. coaching. Right. Yeah, the okay. franchise matters, you know. The it franchise does. matters, and it I think does. when we talk about the Jets, that usually will go. Oh, look! If we there's could a sit curve here, there. Okay, it, there's a curve with the Jets. If we could sit here and try to justify Sam Darnold, while well, he was with the Jets the entire time. Okay, well, you know what? Yeah, Todd Bowles should probably get the benefit of the doubt too. Regardless, Todd Bowles, head coach of the Buccaneers, losing to the Carolina Panthers, and he described it as a dark day. We as a team starting with me and the coaches and the players got to be accountable as well. It, it's a dark day for us losing the way we did and the mistakes that we had that we shouldn't have had. And, you know, you can't do nothing but pick your shirt up by the tail. We own it. We have to own it to a man. We have to stand up here and own it and make no excuses. And we just got to start digging. So that's Todd Bowles after the loss. And, this is a team, I think it was on 538, where they do the the Super Bowl predictions. I believe to get to the Super Bowl, the Buccaneers have now dropped to 2% to make it to the Super Bowl. I mean, In fairness, they were never going to get there this year. Like, I'm, their I'm window closed. They were really lucky to win it when they did. They did. And if you don't believe me and you think I'm, I'm some sort of sour grapes person about Tom Brady, mm -hmm. just watch Patrick Mahomes every single week. It's ridiculous what he's doing. It's, it's 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 absolutely ridiculous. Tom Brady was never going to be able to sustain that, and Tom Brady's finally hit the point where you can honestly say he is not elevating those around him. This is actually something that Ryan Clark talked about today on, I believe this was on Get Up on ESPN. Ryan Clark, NFL analyst, is straight up saying what we're all seeing right now. This was on Greeny earlier today on 99.9 The Fan. Thank you, Dennis. Where we can all see it. He's just not that guy anymore right now. When you look at this team, it isn't just about everyone around him. It's him, too, right? Tom Brady isn't playing at a high level. Tom Brady isn't leading as at a high level. Tom Brady isn't conducting himself as the quarterback of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at a high level. And the one thing we've always seen from him is everything worked top down on every team Tom Brady is on. He held himself to a certain level of accountability and excellence, and the team followed suit. That no longer is the case. So that's Ryan Clark on Greeny, which you can listen to on 99.9 The Fan. Now, Todd Bowles called it a dark day. Okay. Is he trying to get ahead of it by saying that this is rock bottom for the Buccaneers, having lost to the Panthers, a team with an interim head coach that just traded their most dynamic player to the San Francisco 49ers? Or can it get worse? I, I don't have a problem with how he's trying to get his team to respond, to realize. I'm listen, with that. Because we're sitting here saying, you know what, Panthers? Screw around, you might win the division. Mm -hmm. What he's saying is, hey, guys, screw around, you might lose the division. Yeah. And, and you got to be cognizant of what you're actually racing for. You're racing against these other three teams in your division. That is the beauty of the NFL. You don't have to be better than the Chiefs. You don't have to be better than the Bills. No. You need to be better than the Saints. You need to be better than the Falcons. And you need to be better than the Panthers. Well, I'm glad you brought up the NFC South because it actually ties back to something that we talked about at the beginning of the season where we were trying to be as optimistic as, optimistic as we possibly we could were. about the Panthers. We were, we were on our best behavior. Seriously. It's like, all right, fine. You brought back Matt Rule. You truly believe in him. You got the upgrade in Baker Mayfield. Let's see what happens, right? Healthy Christian McCaffrey. Let's see what happens. You and I both saw the NFC South as an opportunity. 
we saw the injuries start to pile up for the Buccaneers. We also knew that Rob Gronkowski wasn't coming back. That matters. Not having yeah. your not having your favorite wide receiver, your security blanket, absolutely. Oh, and matters. he was really an extra blocker all these years too. The, the last, especially with Tampa, the Atlanta Falcons. I know you've pointed out they're a little feisty, but yeah. they're clearly in a rebuild mode. They're not. They're not that talented. They're feisty, but they're not that talented. And then you got the Saints that are essentially in the same kind of no man's land right now. Good defense. As they're trying to, trying figure, to figure it out, out on offense, trying to figure it out life after uh, after Drew Brees, totally understandable. But here, here were the Panthers. Good defense, yeah. Playmakers that we all can, you know, we had Christian, healthy Christian McCaffrey. I think the Panthers and Saints are in similar spots. So are the Falcons, yeah. We like DJ Moore. Like you know, there's there's some stuff to point to for the Panthers. But Sunday proved three things. The first one is players and coaches do not tank. No, owners might want to. Front office guys might want to. Fans certainly want to because they're looking at the draft position. But Steve Wilkes, he's not tanking. The players, they're not tanking. This is a truism across yeah, the NFL yeah, and all sports. you got to play for your contract for your future. So that was proven on Sunday. Point number two, given the state of the division and given the preparation for this team to beat the Buccaneers the way that they did, it really does make bringing back Matt Rule look dumber than it did before. Yeah, y- you and I were both in agreement that bringing back Matt Rule for the season was dumb. Didn't make any sense. You knew you unless were going to fire ta- him. unless you were tanking, uh, unless quiet, you were quiet tanking, quiet tanking. Yeah, you brought him back knowing full damn well you were going to fire him. Well, you brought him back knowing that if you were going to move on from him, you were going to do it in the middle of the season mm-hmm. because you know that his future is in college football. And, uh, you know, the the Joe person reporting from the end of last year, he goes into that locker room and says, hey, guys, I could have any number of big college football program but jobs. As the owner of but, an NFL team, it's not to grease the wheels but, for your college-bound hey, coach. Hey, guys, my alma mater doesn't want me, by the way. They just yeah. gave James Franklin a 10-year contract. Oh, and Michigan, who's de- who Jim Harbaugh is desperately trying to get away from and go coach the Vikings, they don't want me either. But I'll tell you. I got I a got bunch jobs. of big name jobs that are just waiting. You guys are lucky to have me. So, at the end of the day, I should have let. I should have let. the end of the Cox do it. At the end of the day, so firing Matt Rule when you did was dumb. You should have done it last year. You can look at the Brian Dable effect at New York as an example of what you what you kind of missed on if you actually put in a competent NFL caliber coach uh, for the Carolina Panthers. Who's doing it, by the way, with? Daniel Jones, a quarterback, not the number one overall pick, nope. not a guy who really anyone else in the league nope. would want as their starting quarterback. More great news for carry commuters. With the new Go Carry app, you can track your bus live on the interactive map feature. Stay informed with the latest news and service updates right at your fingertips. Save your favorite locations and routes for quick and easy access, making your daily commute a breeze. Plus, with the Go Carry app, you can easily connect to gocarry.org for even more resources and information. Best of all, the Go Carry app is absolutely free to download on the apple and google play stores go carry where getting there is just a tap away so joe clatt who covers Uh-oh. college football are, are we getting into silly talk now no I'm, is I'm, it time for silly i'm talk? using the silly talk to get us into a okay. serious conversation because right. you know i don't necessarily engage with these things i'm just pointing it out for what it is this okay is, consider this a psa okay all right sure it's not silly talk it's a psa so Joel Klatt, who covers college football for Fox Sports, he's part of the Big Noon Saturday, all that stuff for Fox Sports, Big Ten, tweeted this out, what, late yesterday. Does anyone think that Clemson could actually win either division in the SEC or Big uh, Big Ten East? 
the do one you, with Michigan and Ohio State. Ohio State. Okay. Do you think they could finish better than third in the SEC East or the Big Ten East? I don't either. Exclamation point. Based on what? Like, show your work. Okay. Because this is, you know, you, you get on. Finish third. So he's saying they're worse than Michigan and Ohio State. Yeah. And then on the, he's saying the SEC East. East. So Tennessee, Georgia. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, they played Georgia last year. They gave Georgia a better game than anyone other than Alabama last year mm-hmm. in a year where they were awful on offense. I, to me, this comes back down to uh, oftentimes the, a criticism that I'll receive. Okay. Is, and you've pointed this out about me is that I'm on vibes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, he doesn't like sports. Yeah. That's the main one. That's the main one. Yeah. What is college football if nothing but vibes? Especially this time of the year. All Especially conversations around college football are based on vibes. You yes. say, I feel that this team is better than this, this team, and you can just leave it hanging there with no homework shown, and people go, oh, okay. Yeah. And that's what, I'm, and again, I'm just using Joel Clatt as an example of this. So I need somebody to explain to me what Clemson needs to do to prove something to you. All right. They need to do what they normally do. And this brings us back to my point from last week. Yeah. Normally. Now, keep in mind, Clemson made the playoff six years in a row. Yes. Alabama didn't do that. Mm -hmm. Ohio State didn't do that. Oklahoma didn't do that. Mm -hmm. Clemson and Clemson alone Mm -hmm. made the playoff six years in a row. Mm -hmm. All right. Won the national title twice in that span, including a win over Alabama. Mm -hmm. Okay. Here's the thing. In all of those years... They went out and they played the they 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 did the the secret password is sesame mm-hmm. because you have to play that SEC team in September, and in those six years they played the SEC team in September, they beat them, and then that established the talking point for the rest of the season. Yes, look at Clemson. Oh, well, they can't beat Texas A&M. Oh no, actually they can. They can. Oh, they can. A lot of teams can't actually. They can't beat Auburn at Auburn. No, they did. Yeah. When Auburn was running hot. Of course, a lot of teams can beat Auburn. No, 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 there. when they're running no, hot. I know what you mean. Oh, oh, they can't beat Georgia. Oh, no, they can. Mm-hmm. They beat them in, in a Chick-fil-A Classic, too. Mm-hmm. So they can do those things, too. Mm-hmm. So I, the real talking point for Clemson this year is they're playing other ACC teams, and next week it's Notre Dame. And Notre Dame yeah. just ain't it this okay, year. Right, okay, okay, okay. So here We've we established are. established that. Here All we right. are. At what point, at, here's my, here's the crux of my issue right now is, at what point will people accept that the ACC, wait for it, wait for it, shh, 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 everybody, everybody sitting down? What if I told you that the ACC might be <gasps> good? Because everything is based on the assumption that the ACC, bad. ACC's not good. ACC bad. Clemson just beat four ranked teams in the last six weeks, right? right. They beat a ranked that, ranked Syracuse squad yes. yesterday. Yes. Or on Saturday. What did they do before that? It was FSU State, FSU State, Syracuse, Wake. Wake. Yeah. All ranked. Wake's in the top 10 now. Yeah. Yes. All ranked. But we just assume, well, it's Wake, Wake for us. Are, are they really that good of a team? Well,. Like I heard, and, like, and, I heard, and like we I hate heard. we hate the transitive property too because yeah. you could say, oh, Florida State's not that good. Florida State opened the year with a win over LSU, who so, everyone's in love with right now. So I heard Gold today. I was driving and I'm hearing Gold today, and he's had the audacity to say, "Is is Syracuse really the 15th best team in the country?" Well, what else are we supposed to do? You're supposed to rank the teams. Trust me, 
Trust me when I, I tell you, that. it's really hard to find. At the, I get after that. After the top ten, it's really hard to but find. But you can rank anybody there. You why'd you rank Why'd you rank Syracuse there then? I, well, I didn't, but I know. But you know what I'm saying. Yes. Uh, okay. the, the rest of the, the world did, yeah. Okay, so you, they're ranked. That's who their schedule is. And you base these things year to year. So if they continue to pile up wins against ranked teams in their own conference, what more do you want? Their own conference. Ah, there that's the you go. Ah, that's the problem because ACC bad. We just assume ACC bad. Yeah. So let me let me ask you this: You're they're the not, voter. They're not bad. They're not elite. Is Michigan elite? elite? I do not think so. So I, why I do get, we assume Michigan's elite? Because of their coach, because of their history. But by the way, they haven't won a national championship. You just in like pointed out that Dabo did something that none of these other jabronis have done. I, I know. So Dabo's not elite. I. Trust me. Okay, so but you see where I this is it's maddening to me. Right. We just You're, oh we just oh no Michigan good. Here, Michigan here, oh Penn State Penn State good. Right. Based on what? Here, here's the thing though. What? I'm still slightly mad at you because you told me to put logic aside in the preseason. Yes. Because you're like you're way too logical. You're, you're being way too logical. Right well, now. we're at the logical part of the season. <laughs> I know, actually. but you're, you're being Same way. with Alabama. You're Same being with Alabama. way like, too logical. Alabama, right Alabama basically just gets the pass when they've looked mortal all season. They've been flirting with disaster all season, I'm dude. Guilty. I am definitely guilty of that. I, all I just, season Alabama's been flirting with disaster, and they finally got them it's like, who do you against trust, Tennessee. Right? But nobody trusts Clemson. Why doesn't anybody trust I, Clemson? That's, that's a great question. What, That's what, a great question. What, like, I don't know. Because you look at Clemson's defense, and again, go back to last year when they played Georgia when Clemson was not good. Go back to Clemson's worst year under yes. Dabo, 6-2, and 10-3, and three, okay? Yeah. They played a rock fight with Georgia in the opener in Charlotte. Yeah. And they gave up a, a pick six was the difference in the game. So, right. That's how they lost. Every, Georgia played everyone else and absolutely obliterated everyone they played, including everyone in the SEC not named Alabama. College football, and then they and they hammered Alabama in the final. By the way, college football is amazing to me because essentially the arguments all boil down to because I said so. That's Effect, all it is. Effectively, effectively, every argument boils down to because I said so. We'll see this in and a couple I just weeks. Had, I just had this with a with an NC State fan. Like, Why don't you have NC State in the top twenty five? I go. It, it's really this simple. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone wants there to be this magic formula. Mm-hmm. When you when you rank teams, oh, there has to be a Ken Palm has spoiled us all. There has to be a number. Yeah, what's the number? What's their Ken Palm? What's their adjusted offense? Give me the S and P plus. It's like, hey guys, here's here's the here's I'm just gonna lay it all on the table for you, and I have to do it for you too here. It's an opinion poll mm-hmm. that our friend Aaron Beard has asked me to participate in, and and what it comes down to is, do you, hey Joe, do you think Clemson is better than Michigan? And I said yes. Yeah. Hey Joe, do you think NC State's one of the best 25 teams in the country? I said no. So because you know, I said so, and, and ultimately. Ultimate. Now, you could parse through this stuff, and I have up top sure. road wins. I try to value wins on the road. I try to value wins over other teams that I consider to be hey, good. Man, the reason why I bring this up is because in a couple of weeks or less than less than a week and a half, we're going to have the first college football playoff look in. And, and you and I both know. It's next Tuesday. Mm-hmm. You and I both know that committee, bless all of their hearts, they're not equipped to parse Alabama, Tennessee, Georgia if they all end up with one loss. They're not. They're not. And I keep seeing these bowl projections. They're all nice and that. Oh, my gosh. Wake Forest is going to be in the Orange Bowl. Isn't that going to be great? It's going to be Wake Forest. Big chance. Guys, you you really start need to preparing yourself for the possibility of those three one-loss teams being standing there on Selection Sunday and being in the college football playoff. The final thing I'll say about college football and the idea that most analysis comes down to because I said so and all the hypotheticals. I saw it this weekend as NC, NC State fans with an open week. And just kind of watching college football and watching Syracuse almost top Clemson. 
It's man. You gotta play the perfect game against the Tigers if you ever have a chance. And Clemson didn't have the perfect game, or Syracuse didn't have the perfect game. And, like, all this PTSD was coming out, right? You know where this is all leading to? Where is this all leading to? I'll give you the coda when you... Okay. You give me the shot, I'll give you the chaser. So, all this is happening, and uh, I'm starting to see the, the, the repeated conversation about, if only you see you coastal elites, you see what we have to deal with all the time, Look at all the look at the consecutive home winning streak for Clemson. You never have to deal with that. Oh, to be in the coastal. That that was the lament that I'm seeing pop up. And this conversation happens all the time. Got it. But there's one key thing. Actually, there's two key things, really, if you think about it, that make this conversation kind of moot. I will die on this hill when I argue that NC State's seasons under Dave and Dave Doran that ended up being good instead of great are not because of losses to Clemson. They ended up being good rather than great because they lost to Wake Forest. Again, let me repeat that. Wake Forest, a team that, in a program, you have way more advantage in terms of program building than they do. Money, facilities, you name it. Reach, fan base, check all the boxes. You got more than Wake Forest, so explain to me why your seasons get torpedoed by the Demon Deacons. That's the problem. But there's another problem that y'all ain't thinking deep on. Julio, please remind me what the Law of the Wolf is. You invented the Law of the Wolf. I did. Uh, we could shorten it to just NC State can't have nice things. Okay. Yeah. So, you see NC State playing out this way in the Atlantic, can't have nice things. Why do you make the assumption that if NC State was to swap places with any coastal team, that if they existed in the coastal, that they would have had their opportunity to win a division like every other team in the coastal has had. In the existence of the coastal division, everybody's won the division I was once. Say, in fairness, everyone's won it. Everybody, right, right, right. right. But in all like in sequential years, okay, too, okay. it's a boot. But who's not in that division? The, the Wolves. Okay, the, and the what's the law of the Wolf again? Can't have nice things. Right, which gets to the multiverse level of the conversation if nc state was in the coastal you know what would happen right i yes i do frank beamer never goes out like a sucker shane beamer elevates to ascend the throne like a targaryen and virginia tech just keeps on going they're like clemson like they never drop off all right they just keep on going they're great not mired in the muck that they're in right now miami the u Miami's biggest problem is that NC State's not in their division. If NC State were in the division, the law of the wolf would dictate it, that Butch Davis comes back, and they're rolling again, baby. They got the state of Miami locked down with recruiting. Cause you And Dabo? Dabo would have been fired by now. Dabo doesn't never, make all... Dabo, never would have hired Chad Morris. Never would have hired the disruptive hires that he needed. <laughs> Dabo gets run out of town, and he goes to the Nick Saban... You know, rehabilitation. Yeah, and he's Mississippi control State's coach, coach right now. Right. He's Lane Kiffin at this point. Okay? <laughs> you, you see where the law of the wolf it's lies? an entertaining world to think about, actually. Am I wrong? I don't think you are. And you know why I'm also not wrong? Because it's college football. Because I said so. At Wake Med MyCare 365, we deliver convenience others only talk about. Every day of the year. Primary care and urgent care under one roof. Multiple locations, virtual visits, walk-in or schedule an appointment online. 
from annual physicals and routine care to sinus infection, strep, or the flu, we couldn't be more convenient. Learn more about our kind of care and our kind of convenience at wakemed.org.